You're listening to the voice of dog. I'm Kaki, your faithful fireside companion, and today's story is Caitlin and the Hummingbird by Mary E. Loud. Mary is a prolific science fiction and furry writer with more than 170 short stories and a half dozen novels published, always with more upcoming. You can learn more at www.maryloud.com or you can read more of Mary's stories on deepskyanchor.com where you can also find bite-sized audio recordings of her flash fiction. This story, Caitlin and the Hummingbird, was originally published in Imperium and will also appear in Mary's collection of short fiction, Commander Annie and Other Adventures, upcoming from Argyle Productions. Please enjoy... Caitlin and the Hummingbird by Mary E. Loud The magic in the air whispered through Caitlin's whiskers like a summer breeze, and the fat tabby purred. The ley line that ran under her owner's house was perfectly aligned with the orientation of her brown stripes whenever she sat under the oak tree in the backyard and faced the hummingbird feeder hanging in the neighbor's Japanese maple, as she was now. The rising sun glinted off the windows in both houses, giving them shining eyes in their architectural faces. It was the perfect moment for casting spells. Caitlin liked to believe that she had fire magic and water magic, but she hadn't tested those skills. Cats are proud. She wouldn't risk her pride trying to throw a fireball or whip a snake of water simply to prove her prowess. Such violence wasn't called for in her quiet, suburban neighborhood. Her preferred brand of magic was mental projection. Caitlin liked to watch the hummingbirds at the feeder, cast her consciousness across the space between them, and experience the exhilaration of holding herself aloft on the breezes with those furiously batting wings. Today she let her mind hop from one hummingbird to the next, occasionally casting her consciousness into another winged visitor to the neighborhood. An orange-checkered butterfly glided past, and Caitlin sank into the sensation, smooth as the taste of melted butter, of floating through life on stained-glass wings. Then her mind jumped to a honeybee, and she tasted the rich floral perfume of a bright pink zinnia. The flavor was so vivid she could have drowned in it. She felt all these sensations while lying safely in the grassy shade, striped tail twitching out a beat. An unusual hummingbird flew into view, and Caitlin's heartbeat picked up. This one's ruby-feathered throat made Caitlin think of giant red stars spinning slowly in the depths of outer space. Its emerald wings glittered like a far-off nebula, and the sapphire of its tail feathers looked like space dust swirling into the abyss of a black hole. Caitlin's ears skewed in confusion. She'd never thought about those sorts of things before. She'd seen stars and nebulas in her little girl's school books, but Caitlin had always been more interested in Jenna's magic books. It troubled her that she was thinking about space and planets now. Suddenly, the magical tabby wanted to be a normal cat, not a witch girl's familiar. She tried to pull her mind back into her own body, planning to go back into the house, slink upstairs, and hide under Jenna's bed until school was out. Instead, her consciousness fell into the astral hummingbird with the weight of a thousand neutron stars spiraling into a singularity. 
A sudden shock jolted through Caitlin's being as she felt her mind snap into the hummingbird body and meld into another conscious mind. Most hummingbirds and bees and butterflies were barely conscious creatures. They hardly noticed Caitlin's mind sharing their bodies. But this mind was as surprised by Caitlin's presence as she'd been surprised by it. Hello there, the hummingbird zipped, zigged and zagged its way down to stare at the brown tabby. My scan showed that none of the life forms on this planet had telepathic technologies. The hummingbird wasn't exactly speaking, but Caitlin heard its words in her mind. She could also see a cacophony of confusing images, perhaps memories, of flying through space on a giant metal spaceship, exploring a wide range of differently inhabited planets. It was enough to make any tabby go crazy. "'Let's have a little distance, shall we?' the hummingbird asked. The images dimmed inside Caitlin's mind. The hummingbird, with its vastly greater intellect and more powerful mind control, was pushing her out. After a few moments, she was only a tabby again. "'That's better, isn't it?' Caitlin blinked at the little bird. She could still hear its thoughts. "'Better?' the hummingbird pressed. Caitlin wasn't sure at first what the bird wanted from her. Her little girl, Jenna, talked to her all the time, but Caitlin was never expected to answer. She wasn't a talking cat, just a magic one. Still, she understood words, and her mind seemed to be connected to the hummingbirds, simply at a lower level. She tried thinking the word, yes, and the hummingbird immediately answered. "'Good. Now, you don't seem to have a mind enhancer on you, and as far as I know, you're not even the dominant species on this planet.' The hummingbird zipped around Caitlin, examining the tabby from all sides. "'So how are you doing this?' "'Magic?' Caitlin answered. "'No,' the hummingbird said. "'That can't be right. Perhaps your species has innate telepathic abilities. I tried mind-blending like this with another creature here.' Suddenly, Caitlin's mind was filled with the image of a rabbit with long ears and a cotton-puff tail. The rabbit's nose twitched. Then its eyes widened, heart racing in its chest, racing so fast, so very fast. The rabbit died almost instantly from terror at the galaxy-spanning mental images the hummingbird shared with it. It did not go well. Caitlin didn't have a lot of respect for rabbits. They scare easily, and Caitlin had hunted her share of them. Regardless, there was something deeply troubling about this hummingbird. Where? Caitlin stumbled over the words, even thinking them. She wasn't used to forming sentences. Did you come from? A small purple-yellow world orbiting a blue dwarf on the tip of this spiral arm of the galaxy. Caitlin's whiskers turned down in a frown as the hummingbird cast a vision of its planet into her mind. "'Why do you—' Again, she had trouble forming the words, but she muddled her way through. "'Look like a hummingbird.' The hummingbird zipped in a little circle, as if chasing its own tail feathers, trying to catch a glimpse of itself over its own tiny shoulder. "'Oh, this? Oh, this form seemed inconspicuous for examining this inhabited coastal region. My species are shape-changers.' In demonstration, the ruby-throated hummingbird telescoped and kaleidoscoped, feathers twitching about disconcertingly. It blossomed like a tiny bud opening into a giant flower, finally settling into the form of a big, speckled brown hawk who landed on the ground in front of Caitlin. 
She cowered from the menacing bird. The hummingbird's tiny needle beak had looked inquisitive and cute. The hawk's large hooked beak looked fierce and angry. There aren't very many species with innate telepathic abilities, the hawk said, still sharing thoughts with Caitlin. The tabby poured out her head, ruffling her right ear. She didn't like hearing a hawk's voice inside her head. She didn't like a hawk perched on the ground in front of her. Hawks could kill cats. Or kidnap them, the hawk said, apparently reading her mind. For studying. Caitlin's tail bushed out and she darted for the nearest shrub. Hiding under the green leaves, she felt irrationally safer from this being who had already killed a rabbit by trying to talk to it. "'Wouldn't you like to come explore the universe with me?' The hawk hopped over the ground, following Caitlin. The tabby yowled and spat, preparing to fight. "'This form is frightening you.' The hawk morphed, folding like a piece of origami, growing smaller and smoother and greener with each fold until a slick-backed frog sat in front of the hiding tabby. Caitlin crept out of the bush and sniffed the frog. It smelled exactly like a frog. Caitlin sat on her haunches, licked a paw, and began washing her ears, trying to regain her dignity in front of this worldly trickster beast. She was tempted to try eating it. Caitlin had eaten frogs before. They tasted awful, but had a delightful crunch. Somehow, she was afraid that this one would simply morph itself back into a hawk inside her belly. She wouldn't like that. Still, if her alternative was being kidnapped and dragged across the universe— "'I didn't mean it like that,' the frog said conciliatorily. "'If the trait is innate to your species, I'm sure I could locate a willing specimen to accompany me. There seem to be plenty of you on this world.' Now, that was downright insulting. Sure, there were plenty of cats on Earth. There were even plenty of cats in the neighbourhood. But Caitlin was the only magical cat— she was special, Jenna told her so every day. Would you like to visit my spaceship? the frog asked. I could take you for a spin around the solar system, and you could think about your answer. Will we be back? Caitlin didn't want to scare Jenna by going missing. Before school gets out? Absolutely, the frog answered. Caitlin's body tingled all over, like when her paws fell asleep. Her vision blurred and danced. When it steadied again, her familiar backyard was gone. Instead, the tabby found herself standing on a metal floor, surrounded by panels covered with blinking lights and brightly coloured buttons. Above the panels, a window curved around the room, looking out on the face of Earth from space. Caitlin felt dizzy. "'Where would you like to go?' the frog asked, except— now it was a human-sized, tripedal blue creature with five arms and a head covered in glittering, many-faceted eyes. I know! I'll take you to the Stardust Café on Ursa Major Prime! The view of Earth skewed, and the distant stars streamed past the window like water spiralling down a drain. Caitlin's stomach somersaulted, and she wished Jenna were here to squeeze her and say everything would be okay. Even so, when the view through the window settled down, Caitlin couldn't help but purr at the stunning beauty of the sight before her, a marbled amber gas giant surrounded by glinting ice rings and a sea-green moon. The blue creature who'd kidnapped her pointed with one of its arms at the moon. That's where we're going. And you can call me Hummingbird, 
I rather liked it when you thought of me that way. Hummingbird landed the spaceship on a grassy plain, and then led Caitlin out into the alien landscape. She followed Hummingbird through the sea of grass, marvelling at everything she saw. The flowers had faces and sang at her. The rodents looked more like skittering gemstones, brightly coloured with gleaming facets. The sky was a giant rainbow, stretched from one horizon to the other, painting the ceiling of this moon in stripes of colour. And then there was the amber gas giant, hanging improbably in the sky, with its crescent horns of ice rings. Caitlin got so overwhelmed, she lost track of Hummingbird several times. Eventually the blue alien picked her up and carried her in two of its arms to the café. The Stardust Café was a small open-air building, really just a counter with an awning over it and a few picnic tables. Hummingbird spoke in a squawky language to the gigantic pink blubbery creature behind the counter, and the pink thing handed over a bowl filled with a frothy white substance. It looked like whipped cream. Caitlin licked her chops. "'Is that for me?' she asked telepathically. Those words came easily, naturally, to her. They expressed such a strong desire that they floated right up into her consciousness and she didn't even have to search for them. "'It is!' Hummingbird set down the bowl on a picnic table and then settled Caitlin down beside it. While Caitlin seriously focused on the intensely sweet, creamy substance in the bowl, licking up every drop, including the ones that got caught in her whiskers, Hummingbird told the story of their meeting to the pink creature. It involved shape-shifting back into a hummingbird, hawk, and then frog. When the story was over and the bowl was empty, Caitlin asked, What was that? Hummingbird answered, "'Sweet cream made from the river of milk on the cow world.' Caitlin licked her whiskers, although they were already clean. She was feeling a little delirious and wasn't sure she'd understood Hummingbird correctly. "'Cow world?' "'I think you'd like it,' the five-armed blue alien said enticingly, while broadcasting images to her of a planet inhabited by friendly, bipedal bovines— where the mountains were topped with ice cream and milk rained from the sky. Caitlin wasn't sure if the images were real or simply an illusion meant to lure her into a life of space adventure, but with a sudden certainty, Caitlin was very sure it was time to go home. Her little girl was looking for her. Jen is worried about me. I'm sure she's fine, Hummingbird said. No, Caitlin insisted. She's scared, really scared, right now. "'You can't possibly know that,' Hummingbird said. "'We're on the opposite side of the galaxy.' "'I can feel her,' Caitlin said. "'All the time, no matter where I am.' "'Telepathy can't stretch that far, "'even with the kind of mind enhancers that I have running on my ship.' "'And yet, Hummingbird reached into Caitlin's mind "'and felt the truth of the tabby's knowledge. "'Her little girl was looking for her, her little girl was scared on the other side of the galaxy. I told you, Caitlin said. Magic. Tabbies can be very smug when they're right. I'll take you home, Hummingbird conceded. The walk back to the spaceship was less overwhelming. Caitlin no longer had time for otherworldly wonders. She ran through the sea-green grasses, blind to the distractions of Ursa Major Prime, full speed, toward the little girl she'd left behind. 
When they got back to Earth, Hummingbird returned Caitlin to the exact spot under the oak tree where the ley lines made her whiskers sizzle with magic. She lost no time running into the house, upstairs, and into Jenna's room where the little girl was looking under the bed for her. "'There you are!' Jenna cried. She grabbed her cat around the middle and squeezed. Caitlin meowed. She didn't need words any more. Jenna understood her without them. She was glad to be home. To play it safe, Caitlin decided to stay inside the house for a while, away from the hummingbird feeder. This was Caitlin and the Hummingbird by Mary E. Loud, read for you by Kaki, your faithful fireside companion. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog. <laughs>